Thanks for checking out the Brad and John Show podcast. This segment of the show is brought to you by John Combest's book, Stalking, Harassment, Internet Trolling, A Guide to Recovering and Rebuilding After Online Attacks. It's a great reference if you've ever been the unfortunate target of a social media attack. It's available on Amazon. Just search John Combest. That's C-O-M-B-E-S-T. John Combest, and the book will show up in your search results. Now it's time for another segment of the Brad and John Show. Can you handle it? I'm Egbert, the owner of this station. Check out my website at egbert.com. That's E-G-G-B-U-R-T, egbert.com. Now it's back to Brad and John. Check out their website at bjshow.co. The BJ Show? Come on, guys. Anyway, here's B and J. I didn't screw it up that time. It worked perfectly. How about that, John? A thousand. You better be careful or Morgana might hop out of the stands <laughs> because of your 1,000 batting average to give you a little peck on the cheek, Brad. How do you know It'll that? be like Main Street St. Charles all over again. How do you remember that? You had to be like about five when that happened. How well, old? I had a great book called Baseball, A Laughing Matter. Oh. And, and the, the subheadline of that I stole and I use all the time, which is notes, quotes, and anecdotes. I use that all the time. And there was a picture that young John Combat saw of Morgana. <laughs> and, uh, you know, it became my favorite page of the book, Brad. I bet it did in those young years. Okay. Uh, it is the B&J Show, Brad and John, and you can check us out. Excuse me, at bjshow.co. Okay, we're talking about the airport. Now, and this report that I heard in KWMU, who authored this report? It's the group called Greater St. Louis. And essentially the report, if you read the report, it sounds like that that Jesus Christ will come back, but he'll come back and live in St. Louis if we do the airport, right? Isn't that essentially the... Yeah, yeah, and he's actually going to take our fourth spot in the Cardinals rotation, too. Right. He's got a rubber arm. It's right, amazing. Right. Jesus can just, he calls it right down the middle, you know? Right. And according to this report, everything's going to be wonderful if we build this new terminal. And I'm going like, God. And, and okay, so so that goes on. And the next story is the story of the statue. Do you know this story? And what what which statue is this? This is a statue they want to build in North City, I guess. Oh I, yes, I had this. Sorry to interrupt. I had this. This was a headline. And you know how much money that we're gonna spend as taxpayers on this, Brad? Yeah, go ahead and give the story. Two hundred million dollars. <laughs> no, not two hundred million dollars for a statue. That's what it was. That wasn't was the, the amount of money. But essentially, they're doing something where they're putting out like a an RFP request for proposal kind of deal uh, where they want to know, they want to have someone build this statue or do this statue. It's going to be like at 14th and Biddle, which to the point where if you know 14th and Biddle to the point where if you're not carrying, you should be, but yeah. Is that the car? Did I remember reading that it was the car neighborhood? What is it? Well, talk about car square. I don't remember. I don't, I clearly don't go there because I value my life. And the thing about this statue was they said it was going to improve the living conditions of the neighborhood. Oh, here we go. I just brought it up. And by the way, I was only a decimal place off a few. It's $200,000. Right. And and what's – was? am I correct at 14th and Biddle? Is that what it says? Yeah, that's where it is. Okay, yep. so – Car Square is the name of the neighborhood. 14th and Biddle, correct. And read the quote where they said something about the fact that I'm being facetious, but they said it's going to it, – the way the story on KWMU was, it's going to improve the neighborhood. I'm going, how the hell is the statue going to improve the neighborhood? Here, here's the quote, Brad. We give them our goals – we let them know about the community, its history, its aspirations for the future. And then we ask them to create a piece based on that. 
So only, which is really a steal. If you can get a statue today for $200,000. And by the way, this is, this is part of the, there was a choice neighborhoods initiative. So I looked this up before I linked to this yesterday in the waning days of the Obama administration, Obama started dishing out a, 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 ton of grants to urban areas and mayor slay was actually still the mayor at the time and you know it was some the city got i want to say the number that sticks in my mind is 29.5 million dollars to do uh lord knows what you know to hire some people and pay off some consultants i guess but you know i i do think that it would be it would be nice to have a statue because here's the thing is we're going through reparations we're trying to find reparations for people we need we need more of like a source of inspiration. You know what I mean? I don't, but I'll pretend I do. But you know what? I could work in communications for the city because that's about how much sense they make. I it, I heard this story and I thought to myself, I mean, here's two stories back to back that are like you know like BS 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 yeah. BS. But you know the interesting thing going back to the airport for a minute is that what what I think most reasonable people see through is that if you're one of these commissions and I don't care if you're a right wing outfit or I don't care if you're a left wing outfit or if you're some libertarian group, you know the outcome you want to get to with a study and good Lord willing, you can fund an academic outfit, you hopefully a state, a state university, a group that needs money and you go to researchers and you say, hey, here's what we're trying to do. What kind of numbers can we put together to show that we either need this or we don't need that or this will kill the economy or this will boost the economy? So you start with your end goal in mind. You find, you find somebody that's going to play ball and then you get the study and then you come to a St. Louis public radio and you say, see, science and math shows that we need a new airport. Well, the other thing he said, and we're backtracking to the airport thing. The other thing, and I think they had sound of this. What was the guy's name again? You said the Tony guy. Weiss. Okay, yeah, but they they might have had representatives from actual leadership from Greater St. Louis. They State. had they had a soundbite of I don't know who it was. Maybe it was the Tony guy. Maybe it was some other guy saying that when people come to St. Louis and the first impression they have is at the airport and it makes a lasting impression and we have to make a good impression when they come to the airport. <laughs> yeah. And I'm going like, okay, you know what? I'm not Mr. World Traveler, but, you know, I mean, if you go into into the the Southwest Terminal, there's nothing wrong with that terminal. It's yeah. a nice it's yeah. a nice terminal. It's fine. And if you go to the main terminal, once again, there's nothing wrong with the main terminal. I mean, is it a little bit old? Yeah, it's a little bit old. You know, but once again, you know, why in the United States? I mean, like if it, here here's the example. Have you ever flown into Midway before? I have, yeah. Okay. If you had to rate Midway 1 to 10 and you had to rate our current airport 1 to 10, what would you give Midway? I don't remember anything about Midway that stood out. Well, Midway is an old airport that looks old that is not in the best of shape, okay? Mm -hmm. And uh, to me, uh, I think most travelers, if you ask them if they were regular travelers into St. Louis and in in Chicago Midway, they would give St. Louis like an 8 and Midway like a 4 or 5. You know, just and, because it's old and because well, it looks more decrepit is what they're saying. I don't I don't even remember anything about if, it. And if you know the politics behind that, all the money goes to O'Hare. That's where all the money goes in the Chicago area because that's okay. the big international airport. And Midway is sort of like the redheaded stepchild airport where it's like, well, you know, yeah, and then Southwest flies out of there. I mean, when Southwest was first starting out, it was like, oh, yeah, that, 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 that low fare airfare. Air, air <laughs> yeah. uh, 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 
and the stewardesses are all the stewardesses are all pretty. Right. How dare they? And they tell jokes. And, yeah. And we we yeah. can't have that. We we've got serious stewardesses. Uh, you know. Uh, you know. I mean. And and see. And once again, here's the interesting thing. He says this. I'm going like, okay, maybe you'd be better off because let's face it, a lot of people that they fly into St. Louis especially if they're like tourists and stuff like that, even if they're doing business, what do they do? They get in their airport, you know, they fly into the airport, they get in their rental car and they head east on 70 into downtown. Okay. Yeah, if you want to have yikes. them make a good impression, fix that stretch of 70 where you're yeah. going through North city, where it looks like Beirut. You know what I mean? I was ju- the, the word I was going to use is Beirut. <laughs> what I love about this quote and the guy's name, who's executive chairman, or he's a great St. Louis board member, David Kemper. And he is the executive chairman of Commerce Bank Shares. Yeah, the Kemper family out of Kansas City. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, man. The, the key quote is, transforming our airport is a top priority for St. Louis's business community. Now, what I can see here is I could see somebody from the airport saying, hey, we need to have the quote from, we need to have the quote from David say something about how it's the top community and I, or top priority. And then I could hear Tony be like, yeah, yeah, no, we got to just say a top priority. Because then everybody in the world would say, hmm, how about crime? Well, that's exactly where I was heading with that. Because if you ask, if you go off, <laughs> if you jump in a plane, let's say you travel to another city and you just stand on the street corner and you, you said, hey, we're doing a survey. What's your impression of St. Louis? Nobody would say, well, their airport needs some work. It's not yeah, the best you airport. Know that one terminal, I feel, <laughs> right? is, is they would say, stuck in the 60s. They would say, oh, my God, there's terrible crime there. There's murders and there's all yeah, sorts of carjackings. Yeah, the and... and they come back and their van has all the equipment <laughs> right. jacked out of it. And are that, criminals are on the loose, are, decapitating, you know, cutting off girls' legs. And... Right. And I was just going to say, no laughing matter. That poor you know, poor young yeah. lady who came here for the, the volleyball tournament ends up yep. getting you know, her legs chopped off by the goofy dude who's who should be home or actually should be in jail not should be out you know i mean what wasn't that the deal he had the gps monitor that he cut off his foot or something like that as well too well you you couldn't ask kim gardner though because she was taking her nursing classes during the work day so (laughs) she couldn't be bothered to handle that and you know what what's funny about that is it's so it's so bizarre if you said to people well kim gardner the prosecuting attorney she was uh busy during the day doing nursing classes people go like what you know, yeah. What, yeah. Isn't she an attorney? What's she doing taking nursing classes? I mean, to this day, I still don't understand that. That was never explained. I mean, why was she taking nursing classes? Well, I think that, you know, there's, there's, Brad, there's, there's a concept of uh, career growth and advancement. And I don't know, it's professional development. Maybe you can, maybe you can understand the needs of your, of your city residents a little better if you have a hand in the healthcare system. I don't, I don't know, Brad. But to me, that's the biggest stretch in the world. Now, I do know I, a guy I used to work with years ago, his wife was a nurse and she went back to school and got her, her law degree, and she specialized in her special area specialty was nursing home issues, where because she was a nurse, oh, yeah. she knew about you know the, the what it should be happening in nursing homes. I know uh, another woman that I know that have, once again has a nursing degree. She didn't go back to school, but she works for a law firm, and what she does is she looks at, at, at um, cases of hospital malpractice and from a nursing standpoint, she says, okay, this should be done. It wasn't. This is SOP for this type of a, uh, you know, a procedure or for a patient, and it was not followed, that kind of stuff. I get that. But yeah. what, why in the world did Kim Gardner 
go to nursing school during the I day. I just think it, as the prosecutor in, in St. Louis City, you don't have enough on your plate. <laughs> and you got to have something to fill your time. I mean, we're all supposed to have hobbies, Brad. It, also, it always cracks me up when I hear the – I still run it from time to time. It, it rotates through on, on the podcast where we have, we have Mark McCluskey say that – tell the story about how him and his wife – you know they have a they have a six year backlog of cases in the in the city of St. Louis, but his case has to go to the top of the heap. You know, yeah, because, exactly. You know, I, you know how it you might know, be a little bit political. We got murders and rapists and 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 you know and burglaries, but yet we got to go after two people who are you know having their house uh, threatened by a bunch of protesters. And I'm going like, yeah, I get it. I totally get it. It's to the point where see the amazing thing is years ago, and I cannot remember his name. We had a guy. Uh, a guy who ran for a uh, judge, and I believe this was in Franklin County. I believe this was, yeah, it was in Franklin County. And he was running for judge in Franklin County. And he had a very interesting ad he ran on the air. And he says, hi, this is so-and-so, you know, and, and he says, I have something I want you to do. He says, I want you to come to the Franklin County Courthouse on 2 o'clock on a Friday afternoon. And he says, why do I want you to do that? Because you'll find all the empty courthouses. All the, oh, empty court, yeah. all the empty courtrooms. Nobody's in any. All the courtrooms are empty. He says, how many times have you heard about the legal backlog we have right here in Franklin County? And how many times are there cases scheduled on Friday afternoon? Never! You know, I mean, I'm going like, yeah, I'm, yeah. I'm with that well, guy. Maybe, and maybe that's what where the teachers unions got the idea for the four-day school week, Brad. They Maybe they went to enough courthouses. You know, and they said, wait a minute, you don't have to work on Friday? This is a good deal. I, I, have, teach, I have teachers, teacher friends who are retired, and I still have a couple friends who are still active teachers and I talked to one of them about this the other day and they just thought I was like being the biggest jerk in the world and I essentially said to this person I said you are setting what is ultimately schooling what is ultimately schooling to get these kids with knowledge and more importantly to give them you know perspective on what the world is going to be like what the world is going to you know how the things are going to go and what you expect and get your degree and and go to college which is they still teach in all the schools and stuff like that and you're teaching them to be lazy butts butts that where they only have to work four days a week no but may, hey brad maybe that reflects culture because we've talked about the work from home society <sighs> before too you know and how many kids are watching their parents that are theoretically working from home that get a chance you know to, to take a nap during the day or do a little gardening or run to the supermarket you don't have to go to an office anymore john you know what i think you know what's what, that you know what fixed the educational system what's that i think in the front of every school we need a statue we need a statue. Which... We do a, a sculpture because a statue doesn't sound significant. A, a statue would only cost like a hundred grand. A sculpture takes at least two hundred grand. Okay, now hold on a minute. What was the quote from that story about? What is the, What's that statue going to do again? Re, oh, it, it's re... something about being inspirational. Let me let me see if I have it in front of me. Read the though. quote. It, it will. In, I mean, we know it's going to inspire. So when then when those kids come to school every day, there's that statue out in front of the school, and they look at that statue and they say, "Go ahead, read the quote. Got it." Well, I have, a, I have a new one here, too. It's another avenue for students to really express their love for their community and for others. Wow. And that's all because they walk by a statue every morning. They, see yeah. That, that would and, it, you know, it's good for the artists, too. And it shows young artists that, hey, if you have a, a government that's willing to spend $200,000 <laughs> for a statue when your neighbors are getting murdered and carjacked, you know that their priorities are in the right place. This message was brought to you by Tashara Jones for re-election. John. <laughs> 
you put that so succinctly when when your neighbors are getting murdered and and you're getting carjacked at least there's a statue and you know what there's someday there will be an instance of somebody will hide behind that statue while there's an active shooter or a carjacking or a drug deal gone bad and save their life they'll be able to thank the statue right to save their life okay on that note We'll see you guys on hump day. It's seventh. Uh, I won't give you time. Uh, we'll talk to you tomorrow. Bye. Thanks for checking out the Brad and John show podcast. This segment of the show is brought to you by John Combest's book, Stalking, Harassment, Internet Trolling, A Guide to Recovering and Rebuilding After Online Attacks. It's a great reference if you've ever been the unfortunate target of a social media attack. It's available on Amazon. Just search John Combest. That's C-O-M-B-E-S-T. John Combest and the book will show up in your search results. Now it's time for another segment of the Brad and John Show. Can you handle it?